the story of my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. So who's having fun watching hockey tonight? Uh, I am. Um, to be quite honest with you, Mr. Ranger Proud, Mr. RP, I, I wish we didn't have an episode to, to an extent because this is one of those historic nights. We need to be watching hockey, dude. Let's be honest, man. <laughs> but we'll, 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 we'll try uh, to yeah, yeah. get it on real quick. How you doing, man? How you doing? Good. Pretty good. You know, enjoying the night. They've so far done a really good job and all, and this frenzy thing is pretty interesting. And I've got computers and my phone and my daughter's phone and my wife's phone and the Roku. I was watching hockey all over the place. It was great. Yeah, I saw the setup on your Twitter, on the Ranger Proud Twitter feed with the, the screens. That was that was amazing. I put a repost, a retweet to that, or re-X, whatever they call it now on Twitter, X, whatever. Let's bring on the guys. We have no time to waste because we're going to cut this thing short because, like RP said, there's 32 games on tonight. I mean, 32 teams playing tonight, 16 games. Glenn, say hello to the people. How you doing, man? Hello, uh, doing great. I mean, uh, we're going on here at 8 o'clock, and I've been watching hockey for two hours already. That doesn't happen too often. That's right. So, uh, yes. <laughs> you, great do you think the, the Capitals NHL. are going to come back in that game? Because I saw they were down 4 no, nothing. I, I think, think so. Capitals got one. Hell no. You, you never know. No, I you never know. Lot, though. I mean, Ovechkin had about five shots on goal coming into the game. He's got 13 tonight after two periods. The, that that whole team had, like, left. that whole team had, like, Almost quadrupled the shots on goal over the Maple Leafs, and they're still down four to one or whatever it was. It was four nothing yeah. at one point. Yeah, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. The shots on goal thing could be a little uh, staggered. That conversation, but Scott, yep. what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, good evening, everyone. And more importantly, about that Capitals game, Alex Ovechkin is on the board for the season, and uh, I know we've got a while, a ways to go on that, uh, but I've said repeatedly i'm very very excited about the uh possibility of that uh of that record going down so every ov goal is a good one did you guys notice uh the the, the staggered start times what they did um and yeah. you know i noticed with, with our game 9:45, and i was texting with my friend in calgary and he said you know we said yeah that's a weird obviously 7:45 for him but he said that's, that's a weird start time and we didn't figure it out until i noticed that all the teams were playing and i'm just going down looking at them here eight o'clock 8 15 8 30 8 45 Two of them, nine o'clock, you know, and that's nine forty-five. It's just weird how they staggered them every fifteen minutes. If Scott, you you will be familiar with it as you're an alumni of the great University of Maryland, the Terrapins. I mean, it's the NCAA format the way they did it tonight. I love it. I love like all these games back to back to back. It's pretty much NCAA basketball like as far as the way they set up the games. But um, let's talk about all of this because RP, we're going to talk about the Predator game, which gives Bill's my case from last week, right? <laughs> and then a bounce back game with the light situation in Seattle. They got the game in Calgary. But also, you know, after we, um, you know, one or two points about the Blue Shirts, let's sprinkle in on what we're seeing around the league up until this point this season, tonight, and even the previous game so we could get everything in. We got a lot of sports, not just the hockey, but everything. NLCS, NBA season starts, it's everything, man. The Rangers, we could be off and have time to watch the Rangers in full. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Arby. Yeah, I tell you, um, 
prior to the game, they 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 shit the bed. That was just that was one of those games that we didn't want to see happy early on in the season. Season's over, RP. We were talking about <laughs> it last week. And, Season's you know, over. it happened. And, you know, the only good thing about that game is they came back in the next game in Seattle and took care of business, which was pleasant to see. Uh, you know, I'm still not at this bashing the Rangers point. I, I'm really not. <laughs> You know, I'll be easy. <laughs> in, you look, you look at, you look at what they have. Like you, you look at Panarin's line, Panarin, Tito, Lafreniere. The, the line's fire right now. Every time they're on the ice, something happens, and we haven't had that in a while. I mean, they're just playing well. And I understand we're only three and two, and yeah, there's a lot of things you can knock and all. But you want to know? Right now, I'm just seeing the the silver lining. I thought Quick played a, a really good game, considering how poor he looked in preseason. The whole team picked it up. Uh, Let's just hope this Western, these next four games, they can get some consistency, like I wrote about today in my story. They they just need to win. You know, the alternating thing is the problem. If you win four games and you drop a game, you're like, all right, you're not going to win every game. The alternating crap, that just drives me crazy. Just put it together and keep it going, and that's what I think the road trip will bring. I think they're going to find that consistency, I already think they're gelling fine. I don't think there's any chemistry issues at all. I just think it's a system that they're still figuring out, and they tend, if you guys agree or not, sometimes they look like they're thinking instead of playing. I had said that when I went to the two preseason games. Sometimes they get the puck, and there's that, that tenth of a second pause. Instead of just attacking and doing what you naturally do, they're thinking about a system, whether it's defensively or offensively. And once they can get over that hump, I think you're going to really start to see them flourish. You got anything else from around the league with the frenzy? Any other games of the teams? Well, the players is freaking. Look, it, it, it's never going to be. It, it's not going to be the red zone because hockey's too fast and there's too much right. going on. But the way that they're attacking it, I read an article today on it, John Boutros and saying and Kevin Weeks, they really couldn't prepare for this because they don't know what's going to happen in each game. They don't know what game they're going to be jumping to. They don't know what game's going to have something exciting. Or, we just had a penalty shot. We had a couple of, couple of disallowed goals tonight. So as we're watching it, they're watching it, and then they just have to shoot some feedback. But I, I, I like it. I think it's great. Anything that happens, bang, they go to that game. They show you the replay of it. If they're on a live feed, they had a couple of live goals with, with the Toronto-Washington game. That was exciting. They're bouncing back and forth. Um, the only knock, that, the only problem, I should say, that – the NHL had is, I don't know if you guys heard, the Columbus Blue Jackets home arena lost power this afternoon. And their 6.30 Staggart Star game got pushed back to 8.30. Other than that, I, I think so far it's going off without a hitch. I mean, the, the frenzy's bouncing around, they're covering all the games, they're, you're getting commentary, you're getting to see some live action. Um, con- considering it can never be what the NFL red zone is just because of the setup of the NFL, I think it's going pretty well. It's fun to watch. I hope they can do it more often. Even if they only have six games going on at a night, they should be able to pull something off like this. So, Glenn, what are your thoughts? And Scott, same thing. Because Glenn, this is this is like Christmas for you, man. A night like this, you know, you watch all the games. Well, this is like but, perfect for you. But you know, but you know what, Steve? Let me tell you something. I'm not quite, I guess, multitasking like RP is. I'm kind of popping around from game to game and everything. And, uh, mm. you know, I, I I would almost rather have had a couple of these games last night, a couple of these games tomorrow night, 
and not have them all at once because it's kind of hard to keep track. I mean, I'm just kind of bouncing around since I have the, the hockey package. And, you know, if a game gets out of hand a little bit or it's a little boring, I'll go somewhere else and watch what's going on. But, um, you know, I, I, I was kind of hockey starved last night, and I'm going to be hockey starved tomorrow night uh, because <laughs> it is. So, so, so I'm kind of on the fence about whether I really, you know, kind of like this or not. Uh, and, and, you know, the other part of this, once the 945 comes, I'm going to be locked into the Rangers, and I'm really not going to be watching anything else. So, um, you know, as much as I'm getting to see, uh, I'm missing so much too. So uh, I'm on the fence about it, you know. I mean, mm. if, if the NHL wants to try something like this, that, you know, like the NFL on Sunday and everything, that's fine. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just almost too much. You can't keep up with it all. Um, you know, so I don't know. I'm 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 kind of back and forth about it. Well, how do you feel about your blue shirts, man? It's just the Predators and the Kraken game. The season's over after the Predators well, game, or we're we back since the Kraken game? Well, uh, <laughs> no. I, we're five games into the season. We're five games into the season. We got, you know, some new guys. We got some new lines. We got a new coach, a new system. I'm not panicking. Uh, you don't want to see games like Nashville and uh, uh, the Columbus game. But, uh, you know, if you look at the other – you know, Seattle and Buffalo, uh, I mean, they were pretty much dominant. Those games, to me, were never really in doubt. Uh, and the uh, the Arizona game, I thought they played very well, too. It was just, you know, the score happened to be tight, so you didn't know what was going to happen. But um, I'm, I'm more encouraged by what I've seen so far, and I think the norm is going to become, uh, you know, the, the games like Seattle and, and Buffalo and that. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've even read a couple of comments from a couple of the players saying, you know, we're we're still, you know, trying to, to adapt to this new system. Apparently, you know, a lot of teams in the league don't play this particular system. And I don't want to make a big deal about the system because obviously it's a lot more than that. I mean, the players got to be out there making good decisions and, and playing hard and being consistent and all that. So it's not just about the system, but, um, you know, one thing I'll say is, I, I mean, I've, I've obviously watched teams coached by Peter Lavalier for uh, 20 years now, and I never really noticed, you know, the system that he deploys for his teams. But we've heard about it since the summer, since he got fired. Hard on the forecheck, clogging up the neutral zone, uh, and playing uh, responsible defensively. And I think those things have been so obvious in, in the games that they've won that, uh, you know, I mean, I've bought in, and from what I read, the players have bought in, and I think just as they, you know, get more used to it, and like we say, they're more playing and less thinking, that uh, when it starts coming naturally, uh, I think this team is really going to be a force in the Eastern Conference this year. So I'm, I'm actually pretty encouraged by what I've seen. All right, cool, Scott. What are your cool. thoughts, man? And then, then I'll uh, get some thoughts, and I'll let RP fire off with some questions for all of us. Go ahead, uh, Scott. Your thoughts on the blue shirts and the frenzy? Uh, yeah, the um, I, you know, I like this. Obviously, you know, it's overwhelming, sure, um, but you know, it's something that we don't see very often. And, and I hope that they don't do it very often because otherwise, it would take away from the uh, the luster and and and. Uh, 
you know, the uniqueness of it. You know, they already uh, kind of ruined the Winter Classic by throwing in the Stadium Series games. Uh, you know, you, you, you ruin, like, the purity of that one good thing. So hopefully they don't do it very often. But if, as long as they don't kill it, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see. It's, uh, you know, heads on the swivel and whatnot. And, um yeah, it was a good point about the about the channel. Uh, obviously, you can't do a red zone, quote unquote, per se, because you can't really tell when a team's going to score. I guess all you can do is just you know put that game on during a power play or whatnot. Maybe the last uh, minute, two minutes of a period, or you know, especially the last you know couple minutes of a game if it's close. But other than that, uh, all you can really do is just show highlights and power plays. But uh, still, you know, that's that's something. I, you know, that's that's worth it. That's definitely uh, worth having the channel just for that. Um, Cause obviously whatever's going to be on that uh, channel at any given time is, should be exciting if they don't screw it up. You know how, uh, you know how I feel about the NHL marketing department and how uh, they, <laughs> they, they can destroy <laughs> any good idea that they possibly have. But um you know, as far as our team goes, um yeah, good, good bounce back win because um you know, we'll, I think we, we were all in agreement uh, uh, as far as the, the the first one that they lost. It wasn't really a stinker. They just, uh, you know, they, they they didn't play badly against Columbus. They just, just you know, pretty much everything was going in. Um, but I, I don't think they played terribly. It wasn't a stinker per se, but Nashville definitely was. So, you know, good to see both of them. Uh, you know, they rebounded nicely. Uh, that Arizona game, you know, we – yeah, it was a little tougher than, than we would have liked, but what we, the point is they played a very good tight chess match and came out on top of it when that game, uh, you know, could have gone to crap with that uh, two-man advantage. And then here, after laying the actual stinker, it was good to see them just be, you know, overwhelming in the next game, first game of the, uh, you know, the, the big five-game road trip, uh, all late games, and they were just overwhelming to start. So that's that's good. That's a good response. And also, you know, I think realistically speaking, we're not going to go 5-0 and on this thing. Uh, the important thing – well, the important thing is to win on Monday in, in Winnipeg because that's where I'll be there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'll be satisfied. <laughs> with uh, uh and i guess uh, you know every time uh, everybody's next time around if you want to uh you know give what you would be satisfied with uh you know three one and one i'll take i uh, i i'll take three one and one i think anything below that i mean i mean a five game win you know maybe maybe yeah, two one and two <laughs> no no i mean if we're a stanley cup contender there's no reason we can't go three one and one you know seattle was one of the better teams that we're going to face on those five games and we blew them out of the water calgary is is average at best uh you know edmonton is is good but they are they are without the best player in hockey history so that always helps um yeah i i i will be disappointed with anything less than uh than three one and one and uh and rpa i just want i just want to call you out because i remember last week you were getting a little upset uh at the negativity on the call and i do want to maintain my innocence i do want to maintain my innocence because with the yeah yeah i was rough on lafreniere but with the exception of that i specifically said i was happy with the two and one because that one like i said was not really a stinker i i was the one uh voice of reason however you went over the line when you compared us to rangers twitter that's a little offensive i think a little too much <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, so I'm okay. I'm okay since late. <laughs> What's that? I'm, I'm, I'm you you said yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of, I don't know. I was just, <laughs> no, there was negativity. There was a lot of negativity on this call, no doubt. I just. I just went I and drank. Full responsibility. <laughs> I think full responsibility. No, I got my reasons, and I'll say why. But Scott, before I speak, 
said uh, Calgary yeah. was uh, average at best, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean uh, they were two and zero. I think now they're two three and one, and I think you know they weren't very good last year. Obviously, yeah. they're still recovering just, from the uh, just, from the departure of of Kachuk. Yeah, just, uh, just a reminder to the, your 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 friends in Calgary and to the fans of the Calgary Flames of what you said about the Calgary Flames. Like, so what are, what are we getting, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just being – I'm uh, in this trade. Uh, my exact answer was you know, oh. trade, like, not, <laughs> not getting anything. <laughs> I like it. I, I made the sound clips of fame on the show. I, this is a big honor for me. Thank you very much, Steve. No, no, hold on. You said you said that is great. You said you lost that trade. You said it very calm, man. That, that, that means a lot. I, I am now immortalized on this show. I appreciate that. Oh uh, man, you, 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 I would have, I would have loved to see the look on your friend's face when you said that, man. You, you lost it. <laughs> all dreams shot down. All dreams shot down. Um, all right, let, let's move on real quick. Yeah. Uh, first of all, for the blue shirt. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. You want to say one more thing? Oh, no. So I, I just want to, I just want to leave it with, um, you know, when, when everybody's next time around, if you want to, uh, answer that question about, uh, some, for this five gamer, uh, including the one they won already, obviously, uh, taking that into account, uh, uh, you know, what, what's the, uh, what, what are we expecting? What are we, what, what are you guys hoping for, expecting? What's the, what's the minimum you'll accept, uh, in terms of record on this, uh, on this trip? Uh man, I'll answer that. I hope we beat Cal- we should beat Calgary. We're better than Calgary. Vancouver is a it's really tricky because I'll talk about that when I kind of sprinkle it with the frenzy thoughts of what I've seen out of Vancouver this season. And Winnipeg, I don't I don't respect Winnipeg no more. I used to respect Winnipeg. I don't have no respect for Winnipeg, man. They're a fringe playoff team with guys that stayed on the roster for too long. But the Rangers, it's just I don't know what kind of defensive-minded team we're going to get. And that's my issue with this team. It's the issue I had last week with this team. It's, you know, the Columbus game. The Nashville game we even made my case even more since the last episode. Down 4 nothing and just giving up a, a barrage of goals on home ice on your second home game. It, with Igor in that, you got to pull the goal. I can't stand that, guys. I Like, the office is not the problem for me. It's never, It hasn't been the office. It's the willingness to play defensively in the heavy forecheck um, Laviolette system. If you want to, if I don't even think they're a good forechecking team like that. I don't think of the Rangers as this constant pressure, applying pressure on the forecheck side of the ice. I just don't see the Rangers being that type of roster. My whole thing is just to be defensively sound. Don't turn over the puck. Just play solid hockey. Probably 57, 58 minutes of a 60-minute game. That's my issue with the blue shirts is defense. I don't think every night they're going to have it. I don't. I mean, we need to see more of a sample size, and that's what's been bothering me. And this is what pissed Ranger proud last week. But it was because of the defense. It was never the offense. I, I said that last week. But um, you know, RP, I saw your article on uh, about Panarin, and, and, and the whole thing about Panarin is like you're doing what you're supposed to do based off what you're making or earning. It's really about him in the playoffs. If he could average a point a game, get you like eight, at least eighty-two points throughout the regular season. If he, assuming he plays every game, hopefully he carries that momentum into the playoffs. Where that's right. where his his reputation has been with Blue Shirts fans and hockey fans is how does he deliver in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, the whole thing with this RP and, and Glenn. That's what Glenn Glenn kind of said it on his on his turn is about the defense, and that's where I am with the t- the team. Jonathan, quick. 
played very well in his game, in the lights game, and RP wanted to get your thoughts, because I saw a lot of back and forth between people on Twitter about what that was all about, because it looked kind of dark, and I was like, damn, the ice look, because I've been to that arena, I went to that arena last year, uh, 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 for a game, but so I said, damn, it's kind of dark in there, but the blue shirts, you know, rest of the trip, Scott, to answer your question, I will say, uh, beat Calgary, I could understand maybe losing to Vancouver, Winnipeg, uh, then the other game, right, there's another game in there, is it Edmonton, it's usually Edmonton, Ooh. You know, they're not playing as well as people think. They lost to the Flyers this year. They've been – they're not – I mean, they, they're probably going to eventually turn it around. But my whole thing is really with the defense. And my my thoughts on the frenzy, uh, listen, I love it, man. I mean, I know it's kind of a overload of games. And, and, and that's cool because I, you can always go back and rewatch some of the games you can't watch. But as, as far as the, the games of the other teams, you know, see, the, the Kraken situation was a little – I don't know if they were looking at the Rangers as a trap game because the, the previous game before they played us, they beat the Hurricanes 7-4. to And I know Glenn made the point how they lost, how the Hurricanes lost to the Ducks. So we kind of keep tabs as far as who common opponents are and who we're losing to. I was mentioning about Edmonton. I saw uh, the Flyers beat them 4-1 to and beat Vancouver 2 to nothing. Oh, should we really keep tabs on the Flyers right now, or they're just front running right now? Colorado was winning a whole bunch of games since last week. Um, I saw, you know, your thoughts on the Islanders and, and, and the Devils guys. If you you saw the game, uh, Jack Hughes put up four points in the overtime win in um, in on at US uh, was the UBS Arena. So your thoughts, mm-hmm. RP? Uh, if you want to answer Scott's question, anything on the Blue Shirts, the Frenzy? What do you think they're going to do it on the rest of the trip and? Anything else around the league? Yeah, you know, the, the one thing you said about their forecheck, <clears throat> I hate to use this term, that is not a lot of times what their system is. If if you watch a lot of these games, as you know, we all have, he's playing a 1-3-1 neutral zone, I don't want to call it a trap, but mm-hmm. he's letting them come out, and then he's having them try to get around four guys in between the two blue lines. But you're using a 1-3-1, right, right, he's yeah, trying definitely. to force them into turnovers and then transition. So, I think what we're going to see through the season is you're not going to see the forecheck that we're used to seeing all the time. Let's remember, last year there wasn't really any of a system. The last two years with Gallant, he was just go get the fuck and do your job. And, and that worked. I mean, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not knocking it. But Laviolette has a game plan in mind. He wants the 1-3-1 a lot of times. He has his senses playing 200-feet games. He wants them involved everywhere. And it's just a different style of hockey that we've seen over a while. So I'm not too much on the forecheck issue because I kind of recognize and see what he's trying them to do. If they can do it consistently, they're going to be a tough team to beat because with their speed, those transition, transitions from the red line back into the offensive zone are going to be quick. So that's where they need to develop a more on-ice presence. That's where they need to develop not thinking but playing and just going. And that's why I said once they get that, once they really get that, you're going to see them putting wins together. Um, with this road trip, I really want to see them go 4-1. and one. You know, McDavid may not be playing against the Rangers, but Dreisaitl is another animal in itself. So you can't take them lightly because McDavid isn't there. Um, I think they can beat Vancouver. They should absolutely beat Winnipeg and Calgary. So uh, I think 4-1 and one is reasonable. Three and two, you'd be like, well, they already have one win, so they have four games left. So if they go three and two, they're going two and two on, on the Western Canada trip. 
not too thrilled with that, but we will see how things shake out. I'd like to see him come out flying tonight, just leave no doubt and, and get out of Calgary. And then, like you said, Vancouver is sort of a pick-em team, but we have, we have Edmonton before that. So I'd be happy with 4-1. and one. I think that'd be a, a pretty damn good road trip. Like we said, you're not going to win every game. Some games you're going to lose that you just lose a good hard fight. Some games are going to be like the National Predator game when you just want to throw the video out and start over. But, you know, it's going to start to come together. ARP, real quick, before we go to Glenn, your blue shirts, as of right now in this young season, are second in face-off percentage. Yeah. Second. Second in face-off percentage. It, huh? uh, there is, there, I'm sure you guys have seen it, and if you haven't, if you go to NHL.com backslash edge, all the stats that you see on television through MSG and all these other things you can get now. So they have shooting percentage. They, they have comparisons. It, you talk about the frenzy being overwhelming. I was like, there was too much. There was, there was too much information. But if you want to see a lot of comparisons of players, what an individual player is doing, what a team is doing, you just got to check it out and, and go through it a little bit to kind of get the grasp of it. It is a lot of stats. It's incredible, but it's really that, that article I wrote up on Panarin today was all off, off of that, how he's doing. They, they break it down like Panarin, I forgot what the exact number was, had 80 shots on goal this year, and he has three goals. And then they, they the next column states, to, uh, players in the same position, how many shots on goal they're averaging and how many goals they have, and then what percentile they're in. And Panarin's like in the 93 percentile in two out of his three categories. And it just – just understand that it just shows you where his game is early on in the season, yes. But we wanted to see him come out with a hot start. Yes, he needs to do well in the playoffs, but the Rangers need to get to the playoffs. And if Panarin's not doing his thing now, they're not going to get there. So I'll worry about what he does in the playoffs when the playoffs come. Right now I want them to get there. So he needs just to keep doing what he's doing with his linemates. And I, I think he came out with a mission and he recognized he had a horrible playoffs this year and the year before, for that matter. And he he seems to come out with a little bit of a chip on the shoulder. He wants to show the coach he can do what asks of him. He's got a jump in his in his skate, and uh, I'm really enjoying watching him play these last couple of games. Okay, we'll go to Glenn and go to Scott after that. Yeah, I don't know where to go. There's so much stuff to uh, talk about there. I mean, first of all, First, I'll go to, uh, you know, the system that we were talking about of, of LaViolette. I mean, I think forechecking really is more than just, you know, going in and banging bodies in the offensive zone. Uh, I mean, I think the, the Rangers have some guys who can do a good job on, on what you call a forecheck. I mean, Trocheck can do it. Um, I believe that, you know, Kako is a very good possession player in, in the offensive zone. And I think part of it, too, is also – uh, you know, he's got the defenseman kind of uh, moving up into play and trying to, at least I'm thinking I'm seeing this, uh, moving up into play to keep the puck in the zone. So, I mean, I see that all as part of, of forechecking. Uh, but I, I think the, the the big thing is, like we say in the 1-3-1, that they really are clogging up the neutral zone. I don't know if it was uh, Micheletti the other night in the Seattle game saying that uh, uh, the the uh, uh, the Seattle was, was practicing in uh, uh, in how to try to get around the uh, the the one three one, and you could see, uh, you know, for the first half of the game that 
uh, they were having a tough time. I mean, they were trying to get through, and the Rangers were just taking possession and going right back in again. Uh, so I think that, uh, um, you know, not too many teams from what I've seen play this system, and I think eventually teams will start to understand how to uh, to try and work around it. But uh, I think for right now it's working and it's uh, kind of causing some problems for some other teams. So, uh, you know, I think we've seen in the games that they've won, when they do play that system, they look fantastic. Uh, as opposed to like Nashville, where all you saw were breakaways and two-on-ones, like one after another. Um, and, and everything just kind of broke down. So, uh, you know, looking forward to this, to the rest of the road trip, I mean, I want to see them go four and one, and I wouldn't uh, be surprised if they went five and zero. They're already one and zero. Now Seattle is probably the team you would think would have given them the hardest time, but Seattle's off to a rough start. They're having trouble with their goaltending as well. Um, I believe they should beat Calgary. They're they're a much better team than Calgary. Uh, I could see them losing in Vancouver, but uh, I, I mean, I think that could be a, a a tight game. I think they can win that game as well. Uh, I'll be disappointed if they don't win the game in Edmonton without McDavid. I know all about Drysaddle, but uh, the uh, the Oilers have just been getting horrendous goaltending uh, so far this season. So uh, I don't. Uh, I would be disappointed if they don't come out of there with a win. And also in Winnipeg, I mean they're a much better team than Winnipeg. Uh, the only team on this uh, on this homestand that I see could give them a tough time would be Vancouver because Vancouver is scoring and they've also uh, only given up 13 goals in five games. So uh, that could be uh, the one that they might not win, but I'm, I'm expecting four and one on this road trip and I wouldn't be surprised if they go five and oh, they've done it before. Um, and I don't see why they couldn't do it again. Uh, so that's, you know, that's where I kind of stand on the road trip. Um, one other thing I would say is, uh, uh you know, you were, you were talking, mentioning Panarin. Panarin to me seems like he's not uh, kind of playing out of control like he sometimes does. Uh, he seems like he's not trying to force passes. Uh, he seems like he's trying to get into, uh, you know, some open areas and take some shots himself, which he was also uh, reluctant to do uh, before. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, as far as consistency, I think that, that line has been as good as any line the Rangers uh, have uh, have had so far this year. So uh, I think he's playing a little more within himself, and uh, I think that uh, is going to wind up turning out to be a good thing in the long run, too, for uh, both uh, Lafreniere and, and Heedle as well. Okay, cool. Scott, your thoughts? Uh, blue shirts, the rest of the road trip have been answered. Anything else you'd like to add? And then also anything around the frenzy? And then I'll say something, and we'll go around some final thoughts after that. Yeah, Panarin um, is, is noticeably uh, a force, um, and you know whether or not that has anything to do with with the uh, you know the, the, his reputation for the playoffs since he got here. I don't know, but it's good to see, uh, and, and good to see some of the goals he's scoring. He's uh, you know just pure snipes, just you know a, a goal scorers types of goals that he's getting. And, um, remember uh, last year that was one of my concerns with uh, you know not enough shooting, not enough score. Where he was basically had become pass first, and you know he turned out to be one of the best playmakers, better assist men, uh, not only that we have, but, but you know in the league, you know what he have seventy something assists, which was great to see. But you know we, it was almost like he wasn't even considering shooting. And then there was a game last year, and I 
can't for, I'll never be able to think of what game it was, but I remember uh, where where he had a nice point point blank shot, but from further back, and 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 then you know beautiful snipe to, to beat the goalie and it was good to see because uh, you know, I felt like it was a confidence booster so it's good to see early on that he's not afraid to take the shots and he's taking the shots and he's beating the goalies with, with you know good pure snipes goal scorers types of goals uh, so that is good to see uh, from him you know I, I think um, you know his performance in the regular season you know was, was has never, never uh, been in doubt but you know it's good to see that uh you know, I'm sure it's weighing on him. You know, his playoff performances, uh, and you know, come playoff time, that's that's a whole other story. But it's good to see that it's not weighing on his mind to the point where it's affecting his play here in the season because he does look noticeably good uh, uh, and, and noticeably dangerous, which is of course good to see. And um, I have to give my uh, I have to give some credit where where it's due because uh, you, you know I'm hard on the guy, but uh, you know another great play by Lafreniere in that uh, in that Seattle game. Uh, remember remember that. Um, the, in an opening night that he had where he didn't get credit for, for the goal. Uh, that was a, a Panarin goal as well, uh, where he created the turnover, but this time he did. Not only did he get credit for it, but he scored it. If you, you know, great, ferocious forechecking, created the turnover, made a pass, got the pass back in the slot, and that was also a good little snipe, a little point-blank uh, wrist shot up high to beat the goalie. Uh, that You could call that a goal, uh, goal scorer's goal. So good to see that he started the whole thing and then got to finish it with it with a nice snipe to finish it so uh you know i will give the credit where it's due and and you know i would love nothing more than for this to be the norm uh for him but uh uh so you know that was last game so let's you know i'm gonna be optimistic here i'm gonna uh give him a little breathing room as, as steve likes to say i'm gonna take my foot off his neck for a minute <laughs> and uh <laughs> And uh, yeah, well, I would like no. I, I don't anticipate being up past the first period. I mean, I'm 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 trying, but you know, I got four in a row of these uh, with this time. Um, you know, thank God I'm taking an hour off the Winnipeg start time by going there. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll do what I can. But I'm hoping to wake up and uh, you know tomorrow morning, not only to a win, uh, but, you know, to a Lafreniere hat-trick would be nice. Because I, I, admittedly, I didn't watch one minute of the Seattle game. I was asleep before they even dropped the puck. Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting old. Uh, but it was, you know, it's just uh, it's the best thing when, when their ages are out west. Waking up, looking at the phone, one eye open, you know, just, just, just inching up the scoreboard. Oh, we won, yes. So I'm hoping for more. I'm gonna, I, I think I can get a period in because this, this show always fires me up a little bit and after we're done i got 45 minutes to kill i'll probably get the first period in but realistically speaking i might have to wake up and see how we did <laughs> so hopefully it's a win and uh, i'd like to see lafreniere's name in that box score a couple times oh uh lafreniere well, doesn't have you tossing and turning in, in edmonton's at nine o'clock hey so wow against, that's basically that's basically yeah, noon it's an early, for some reason it's an early it's a six o'clock spot out there <laughs> Well, if you think about it, they should be seven o'clockers, you know, because they're two hours, not not three. Seattle was three, obviously, but 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 the Western Canada games, uh, well, those two, I guess you could say, uh, Edmonton no, and Calgary, are, they're two are hours. Al- those are in Alberta. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, the Al- Alberta's three hours, isn't it? 
No, no, it's two. It's two. Vancouver and Seattle are three. Uh, They're two, and Winnipeg is one. So, yeah, theoretically, the Edmonton and Calgary games should be at 7 o'clock. And I remember one of the years I went out there, uh, it was it, it was an 8.30 game, um, So and, and I was pissed off because I'm like, I flew out here to take two hours off the start time so I could stay up. I can fly 2,000 miles, and you're going to give me an 8.30 local start? What the hell is that all about? And then I went to Ed, uh, Edmonton, and it was Glenn Sather night. <laughs> we had just <laughs> lost him. We had just finally been rid of him. I fly 2,000 miles to Edmonton, and it's Glenn Sather night in Edmonton. I'm like, you got to be kidding. But it was nice because all the uh, – <laughs> I'm sure I've told this story before, but I did get to see the entire 80s uh, Edmonton teams were there. Gretzky was there, Messier, uh, you know, Graves, McCavitt, all of them. Uh, the whole 80s teams oh, were there. Cool. So that was nice to see. They were all sitting around center ice while they were uh, retired, say, there's number uh, uh, in the rafters there. So that was a pretty cool, uh, uh, pretty cool thing to, uh, to go out there and see. But, uh, yeah, I can't get a break with the start times with these games, even if I go to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I will um, the answer uh, double down. The game I'm kind of worried on the rest of this trip is the Vancouver Canucks because I can't really figure them out in this young season thus far. They had a home and home to start the season. Uh, I had woke up, you know, the night before, uh, you know, and then I saw the score and they played Edmonton. They put up eight on. Them. I said, what, "How the hell did they get eight? So went back and watched a lot of the highlights from that game. Then they had uh, later on in that weekend, that Saturday, they played. They were in Edmonton, beat them four to three. But then when they came to the East Coast, they lost to Philly, they lost to Tampa, but they went down to Florida and beat them. But now, you know, tonight on this frenzy, they got uh, they're in Tennessee versus the Predators. So I'm gonna try to peek at that game to see uh, what they're going to do. Uh, but it's no surprise who's leading the charges: Brock Bosner and of course our former guy J.T. Miller. Patterson leads the charge on that team. It's the, the, it, they're a decent bunch. And then, you know, um, Quinn, Quinn Hughes is, uh, you know, back there playing defenseman and doing his thing. They're they're not they're an okay team. Um, you know, th- I, maybe this is a team a lot of people in the league kind of overlook. Maybe a fringe playoff team, maybe, if they could stay healthy. I know they had the coaching change last year. But, um, you know, when I really look at the Pacific Division, it's kind of like Vegas – the champs, and then you know they do what they do. They're 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 really stocked, and then everybody else is like they have question marks, including Vancouver. They all have question marks. But the point uh, for this episode, I would not be surprised if they lost to the Vancouver Canucks because of my fear of what the Rangers do defensively or lack of defense. Because you don't know if they could put it together for all three periods. That's my issue with this team throughout the season and as well as into the playoffs. The issue isn't really the points or the scoring or the offense because I, I think we have enough of that. I think we have good enough skaters, a good enough skill set and talent to also each stat. But it's really all about the defense in lack of breakdowns and coverages and schemes and where you're going to set up your defense and making sure you don't make mistakes. If there was a game to drop, it probably would be Vancouver. But we should be over 500 on this West Coast trip because I thought Seattle would have been tougher. I didn't realize they got off to a bad start until I actually saw a couple of their games, and they actually beat the Hurricanes before we went there. So it's kind of hard to read Seattle as well. Maybe they turn it around. But uh, as far as the Frenzy Man, I'm going to still enjoy them and try to go rewatch as many games as I possibly can. RP, if you could take us to final thoughts. On the Ring Podcast, we're Ranger Proud on this NHL Frenzy Blue Shirts on the West Coast. Well, 
Boston-Chicago game is starting on ESPN and on ESPN+. Plus. So one screen on the computer will be watching that game, and the other screen will be on the frenzy. i got to remember to watch the Ranger game tonight, but I'm, I'm sure I'll remember that one. Uh, you know, this team is in much better shape than a lot of people give them credit for. You, you were talking, Steve, really quick about how they were ragging on uh, quick and all. I was reading comments, oh, he, he looks shaky, he looks unstable. Uh, what more do you want? He did his job, right? He came in, he, uh, he played his first game of the season, he won the game. I don't care how he won the game. Last year when we had Halak, we, we went until mid-December before he won his first game. Right. Yeah, he came in and he did his job. And at the end of the day, if they do their job, I don't care how they get there. So everyone just kind of chill and, and relax. I, I'm satisfied with I'm really impressed with Lafreniere. He hasn't played well. And, you know, really quick, guys, Hita with his first 3.9 the other night in Seattle, that that line is on all cylinders. Might be one of the hottest lines in the league right now. They're just doing everything right. So I'm just going to enjoy it. Keep reading my articles on Empire Sports Media and keep following me on Ranger Proud on Twitter and Facebook and uh, keep following us here on the Blue Blue Show because uh, we're going to have a lot of good things to talk about the next couple of months. So I look forward to Absolutely. it. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your hockey night. What a hockey night it is. Mr. Ranger Proud, Empire Sports Media, Ranger Proud on Twitter and, of course, Facebook as well. Glenn, your final thoughts. We'll get to this hockey. Scott, same thing, and I'll wrap it up after that. Yeah, rather than doubling down on what RP said about this team is uh, in good shape, and, and I, I agree with that. Uh, my final story is going to be about some of the teams around the league that uh, have gotten off to good starts, but I haven't wanted to watch much the last couple of years. So uh, before the, the clock strikes midnight for some of these teams, uh, and I'm talking about teams like the Montreal Canadiens, 3-1-1, one, and one, uh, the Flyers, uh, who are 3-1-1, one, and one, uh, even Columbus is three and two. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are three and two, and we saw them in person to see that they're a pretty talented team. Uh, so, um, you know, I've, I've been watching some of these teams the last couple of year, uh, last couple of weeks, and uh, not sure that they're all going to be able to hang in there, uh, especially uh, uh, Montreal, because I'm not really sure about the goaltending, but. Uh, I've been watching some teams that have been interesting this first couple of weeks that I haven't watched a lot of the last couple of years. So uh, I'm just going to mention that, and fans out there might want to also take a look at uh, at some of these teams, like I said before, uh, the, the clock strikes midnight on them. Uh, one team that obviously is very interesting is uh, Detroit with the start that they're off to, 5-1. and one. Uh, And I think that uh, you know, if you look at the if you look at the Eastern Conference, I would say the the locks right now are are probably uh, Carolina, uh, the Rangers, the Devils, uh, probably Toronto, uh, maybe Boston with the start that uh, they're off to. I mean, they they've given up seven goals in five games, the Boston Bruins, uh, and uh, you know that they can probably maintain that. So, uh, but Detroit, I think, is knocking on the door of a team that uh, really be, could be considered. Uh, a team that you think might make the playoffs. The only concern I have with them is their goaltending. Billy Husso hasn't been that great, and uh, their backup, who they're kind of alternating with, is you know the journeyman James Reimer that's been around for a long time. So uh, I'm yeah. not sure that they can maintain the the pace that they're at, but uh, just from watching a couple of games that they've played, they're kind of convincing me that uh, they're a team that you know might finally break through into the playoffs this year. So. That, that's what I'm doing these first couple of weeks for my final thoughts. 
Shout out to Glenn, man. Thank you very much. Scott, your final thoughts. Well, I'm going to use mine. Uh, this is my uh, everybody's final warning for Monday night in, in uh, Winnipeg. Speaking of speaking of weird start times, uh, so you may notice on the schedule 7:30, and it took me like a week to figure out what that actually meant in Winnipeg. It's a 6:30 start time for me local there. Uh, that's on a, on a weekday, and that's ridiculous so that's like so you know me i'm gonna be in costume uh and, and i'm gonna be bar hopping before the uh you know i fly in i land at 11:30 a.m local time uh i gotta get dressed and i'm gonna get out to the bars as soon as possible because i'm going you know me i'm going for max exposure uh you know bar hopping <laughs> and i do want to get to practice because of where i'm sitting you know first row behind the ranger bench uh so i want to get to practice i should be able to get myself a puck uh dressed like that so which means i got to go into the arena I haven't been practicing so long. I don't know. I guess six o'clock. I guess uh, so. That's you know my that's that's cutting my socializing and show off time uh, shorter than I would like. I, I don't understand the six thirty local start on a weekday, but it is what it is. In any case, so don't forget. I'm sure everybody will be watching that game. Uh, I should get plenty of P- TV time. I will be the uh, extremely handsome gentleman first row behind the Ranger branch in the nice clown face. <laughs> and we'll make sure that we get those images. We'll, we'll share it on the Bleed Blue Show IG and make sure that Scott is recognized. No, for real. We'll, we'll definitely get it there. We'll have, oh, we'll we'll have the uh, out of that. Oh, yeah. We'll, yes, RPM, make sure I get the, the, uh, oh, yeah. the make sure I get the credit and exposure for the big time D-list celebrity that I am. <laughs> no doubt. We got you, man. We got you. Oh, uh, shout out to Scott. Um, no, let's, let's go ahead and watch this hockey, man. Uh, uh, Glenn kind of stole, stole a little of my thunder about the Red Wings because they won like five in a row, and, and mm-hmm. we're actually going to feature them on the IG on tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that on the on the shoutouts for around the hockey. But shoutouts for RP Glenn and Scott will be back next Tuesday. Hopefully they finish off the rest of this road trip the way the guys have said it on here: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. RP, you know what? I may go on. I'm not in the range of Twitter uh, hostile mood like I was last week, but I don't mind uh, going arguing as long as they don't suspend my account. So I'll go on there and argue with some Ranger fans uh, a, a couple of days this week. You know, maybe we, we welcome, can chop it up. Welcome to the dark side. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't uh, see those days of suspending your account on Twitter this, or X. It's kind of over. Those days are gone, man. Now I. Uh, Musk is t- taking yeah. over, man. You can do whatever. You, you get to do everything you want, but it's a little more leisure, a le- little bit more leeway. So, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll depending on how the blue shirts play. So that all, it all depends on that, man. If they stink, then I'm just, just kind of, hey, well, they kind of got a point. But if they're doing good and they're still crushing, them, then we'll we'll have some say, put some balance to the BS. Okay. But uh, <laughs> all right, guys, enjoy the hockey, the frenzy, uh, the West Coast trip, and it's time to ladies and gentlemen. We blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.